Hello everyone and welcome to Sterling's Business Success and Coffee podcast. Kindly sponsored and supported by Sterling's group coaching programs and Fix This Next. This free online business assessment tool enables you to pinpoint your business's vital need. Keep listening for top business tips and advice to help you level up and scale up. Here's your host, Simon Meadows. everyone and welcome to today's podcast episode in which I'm joined by two guys Campbell and Andrew and you know listeners I I very rarely have the same person on twice in fact I've only ever done it once but this is a slight link to that in the fact that if you go back a few episodes you will find Campbell's brother Stuart's episode in which he talked about social media etc here so we've kept it in the family Campbell haven't we so that's that's good and he's he's introduced us as well tell the listeners a little bit about you and welcome to today's podcast yep thanks very much for having us on Simon I think the the fact you've had us on having just had Stu on is really really nice and hopefully we can provide some some value to the, the listeners like Stu did um I'm Campbell. I'm based at Newcastle University as a medical student. Uh, in June, I'll graduate as a doctor, hopefully, and I'll be moving down to Birmingham uh, to start F1 uh, as a junior doctor. Um, and I'll run the business with Andy. Yeah, yeah. So my name's uh, Andy from Trun. Past like five years, I was um, a student at Strathclyde University, studied mechanical engineering, then a postgrad in artificial intelligence. Um, Campbell and I, we started the business in June 2020 um, through lockdown and since then it's, it's snowballed. Um, but currently I'm going on to work for Jaguar Land Rover in September down near Birmingham as well, just, just off uh, Coventry. So got a lot, of, a lot of work to do before then. So that's, that's quite a, a mix of things that you've studied and what you're going to. And you've both ended up in a similar area of Birmingham, Coventry area as, as well. And this has all just transpired in the last two weeks or so, and well, it wasn't planned whatsoever. Well, and the university is obviously trying to keep the like minds together then, isn't it? Well, yeah. apparently, and I think the way it's worked out is really good for the business because psychologically, when we go into jobs and we're kind of taking a step back from the business, the fact we're in the same place geographically might just yeah. help us, you know, keep the motivation up and, and keep it yeah. all uh, really tight. So, yeah, you've just told us a junior doctor working at Land Land Rover, Range Rover, whatever its full title is. Um, Yeah, um, Jaguar Land Rover, that's it. Um, How are you finding the time in all of that to actually have a business end? Because you've not told us what the business is yet. So tell us what the business is and how you find time. Is it is it did you create the business because you knew you needed the time? Uh, tell us a little bit more about that. So I think it was one of those businesses that that really only came about because of COVID and lockdown. The business is called Ayrshire Discount Golf Balls. So in the, the summer, in the height of COVID in 2020, we were playing a lot of golf because it was about the only thing you're allowed to do. Yeah. And going to the, the driving range a lot. And one day I said, Dandy, I want to go to the range, but... I don't want to pay all the money you have to spend on balls. It's quite expensive. And uh, Andy said, oh, what we could do is wait till this evening. 
Um, and I've got about 5,000 golf balls in my garage and we could just use <laughs> them away. And I was thinking, wait a sec, 5,000 golf balls in your garage? That's got to be worth something. Um, so very quickly, we looked up how to clean golf balls, uh, which involved using bleach. And we sat out in Andy's back garden, got completely sunburnt and cleaned these 5,000 balls, put them into their brands, their models, their conditions, um, created a bit of a brand. We filmed a promotional video on a local golf course, which was about yeah. eight minutes long and was meant to be funny. Uh, and within two weeks of coming up with the idea, we'd launched on Facebook and started making our first sales. See, I don't know about the rest of the listeners, but it's interesting that you mentioned, Andy, you've got 5,000 golf balls in your garage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My first question wouldn't have been what you just mentioned, Campbell. It would have been, why? Why have you got 5,000 golf balls in your garage? Well, <laughs> they're, they're not my golf balls. They're my, they were my, my granddad's, got, or my late granddad's golf balls. Yeah. And he was like a, a golf enthusiast, loved playing it. Um, but he kind of suffered from like a bad back uh, towards his, his later years. Um, so it could, although he couldn't play golf, he used, he used to just like love walking the golf course. And through like kind of four or five years walking the golf course, collected or amassed 5,000 golf balls. Wow. Um, yeah. Ended up in the garage. <laughs> yeah, there. yeah. Yeah, that's great. That's great. And it, it's interesting you mentioned it because i got flashbacks. Okay. i got two flashbacks in particular. Um, the first one was I went to a wedding uh, just outside. I'm trying to think where it was. It was probably Perthway. Um, it was a, a young lad we used to sponsor with the motorbike racing and he he lives uh, at, near the race course at Knock Hill wow. and the wedding was up there somewhere and it was at a golf club. And we decided after the sort of main shenanigans were finished at the, at the reception to actually go and raid the, the driving range and get it kicked up. And we worked out how to start the power and, <laughs> yeah. and it got really messy and we were all getting whacked with balls, people running down the drive. If, sorry, if the golf course or the, they're listening to this sorry it was a long while ago but we were running up and down fetching golf balls getting whacked on the back of the head with a golf ball because it was like you know target practice when somebody decided to run out and fetch some but the other flashback I had was one of the first times because I don't do golf at all and my business partner did uh, my ex-business partner did and he took me to the driving range once and I took a swing at a golf club uh, and a ball a bit like baseball, really. And I whacked this golf ball and it went straight up. And I didn't know where it had gone because I thought, that's funny, I can't see it in front of me. And this golf ball went straight up because Dean saw it behind me. It hit the corrugated roof above, came down, hit me on the top of the head and knocked me clean out. I was unconscious. (laughs) (laughs) A lethal sport. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. yeah. So I thought, yeah, this is just too dangerous. So we my only two incursions we've got was way too dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> so um, you've got quite an important coffee that you're talking about today. So tell us about the coffee that you're drinking and more importantly, why. I'm not going to ask you, Andy, to describe your mug. I usually ask people to describe the mugs, but we're not going to do that for reasons that uh, might be in the show notes at, at some point. If you put it in the bio. Tell us a bit about yeah. the mug in the bio. Yeah, well done. Um, but tell us about the coffee that you're drinking and, and why. 
so yeah, my mug is actually a, a branded mug for the, the business. It's got a logo on, unfortunately. Oh, yeah, but I guess a thumbs up. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll accept that. Appreciate that. And within the mug is a coffee called Well Beans Coffee. Um, now, viewers, if they're Scottish, might have seen it on STV of recent. It's our, our pal's brother started the, the company, probably a similar time to us starting ours. And uh, it launched with a bang and he was donating a percentage to uh, Scottish mental health charities as well. And he really got it going strong. Uh, I haven't spoken to him in a while, so I'm not sure how it's going now. But Andy's obviously bought the, the coffee yeah, yeah. and we're drinking yeah. it this morning. And it's, it's really good. It's, it's really good coffee. Kinda like he's got four different like flavors of coffee, and each like flavor um, is it's called like mind, body, soul, and I think relax. Yeah. Yeah. So each kind of type or flavor of coffees to kind of set you in the mood or set you up for the day, um, yeah. or set right. like the kind of scene for the day. Yeah. So yeah, I couldn't recommend it more. It's really good. Yeah, and and I think that's really important for the listeners to to realize that and anybody who is in the UK and I don't know if he exports it further afield, but you know, if, if we can find it and support it and help people, you know, uh, with mental health and mental wellbeing, then great. Yeah. What a, what a great thing. And we've had so many people who perhaps drink coffee because it's what they like, but there's quite a few people who drink coffee because of the cause that's behind it. And, you know, uh, listeners, yeah. you, you remember the 150th episode, which was Emily's blend, which was a, a lady who lost a daughter who took her own life. And then, um, you know, they had a, a blend of coffee named after her. So I think it's really important when there's a cause behind something like that, that we don't just rally to the drink, but we rally to the cause behind it as well. So, uh, yeah. So just give us the name of the coffee again. Well Beans Coffee. Well Beans Coffee. Yeah. Great. Great. And how do you take the coffee? How have you both got it there? No sugar, never any sugar. I think never sugar, any sugar. is a big, big mistake if you're having a couple of cups a day. It's yeah, yeah, definitely. Long term, not a good thing. Uh, so no no sugar, just a touch of milk for me. Right. Yeah, yeah I'm the same. Uh, no sugar in coffee. I like, I like some sugar in, in tea, but for coffee, it's just a, a dash of milk. Ah, see, I find that quite strange that if you drink tea and coffee, that one has sugar and one doesn't. Because, yeah, for me... I'm with you, Campbell. You know, nothing has sugar, and it's. I, I used to have sugar. I can think probably when I was at school and perhaps a teenager, and then one day I just decided, you know what, I don't like this, and now I can't bear the taste. Even if the the spoon has been dipped in my wife's <laughs> tea, yeah. and it's got a bit of sugar on it because she has sugar in her tea, and then she dips it in mine. It's like, oh no, that's awful. Yeah, <laughs> such a strong taste. I love the taste of it with sugar, but I just I withstand from having it. Yeah, yeah, and I love chocolate. I love biscuits, uh, but yeah, I can't bear sugar in anything that I drink. Yeah, very strange, very strange. So, you started your business during COVID. What what's been the most significant thing that you are pleased with, or that you're proud of that you've achieved during that time? You mentioned the launch video, you know. But if you could pick one thing, that you know what that we're really, really pleased. It might be something that was difficult to overcome or something unique. What would you share with the listeners? Um, <clears throat> don't know about you, but I think it's um, from, from the start, we decided to donate to charity. So in the beginning, it was 10% of sales. Uh, it's now 5% of net profit. 
and we found a local charity called Whiteley's Retreat, um, who are based in Ayr, about 10 miles away. And yeah. they donate uh, for the kind of like a respite centre for children with cancer um, and right. their families to come and visit just as a bit of a break. Um, and so far we've donated over three and a half grand to, to well, well done. Um, yeah. So I, well, I personally would yeah. say that's the thing I'm most happy about how, how things have gone till now. Yeah. And, you know, I always say to, to my clients and people that I talk to, it's so important that people, when you sell a product that your customers understand why you're, you're doing it. And it, that seems like quite a core part of your purpose yeah, for the yeah. business as well, is it? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think initially at the start, it was almost like the, the actual like selling point of of the business. Yeah, but uh, which kind of got a lot of people buying from us um, initially. Um, but yeah, now and uh, like they through like that Whitley's um, kind of partnership now, um, yeah. it's good for like, our kind of like brand awareness, especially like within Ayrshire. Um, they yeah. do a lot for us, and obviously we kind of donate to them. So. I mean, we, we often hear people say win-win, don't we? It's got to be a win-win. Yeah. So it's it's a win for you. Yeah. It's a win for your customers because they're getting discount to golf balls. But actually, you've put an extra win in there, haven't you? Because this is a win for the charity as well. So it's a win-win-win from that point of view. So that's that's great that you've got that tree. I, mean, I always think triangles are very, very strong and supportive. True. Definitely. So perhaps more people listening to this should think about how they can make it you know, a win for their business, a win for their customers, and a win uh, and an impact for, for a charity and a cause. Involve someone else. Yeah. And certainly, the, from a, a more selfish point of view, the amount of revenue we've brought in as a result of being able to say we're donating to charity is probably miles and miles more than we've actually donated. So yeah, yeah. I'd say a total win, win, win. Yeah, yeah, love that. And... What kind of response did you get initially for that? Because I know there'll be some people listening to this. There's always some skeptics listening in and thinking, well, that's okay, but you know, it was just a marketing tool or you were just saying it to get more business in. Uh, what was the response that you got right from the onset when you told people you were you know, starting the business and giving proceeds to charity? I think it was, it was positive, obviously. Uh, it, it, it was lucky in that we picked a charity whereby uh, it was just right. And we probably got lucky with that. We were just looking for charities in the days and the run up to launching. Yeah. Um, and a couple of them were closed that I called because it was COVID. And I got through to, to Maxine, the CEO of, of Whiteley's, and just immediately it just felt right. I think mm. the, their culture, their size, um the fact they were local and it was to do with children and cancer everything was just like a perfect storm um and people also knew about them to an extent and knew what they were about so we didn't have to go about explaining that in any great depth so as i say it was just a a combination of a number of factors that made them the perfect fit yeah and and sometimes yeah what i will share with you guys because this was actually only saturday you know, I used to have a garden centre and every year we used to have an open day, a big open, well, open weekend. And we used to get the local radio station in and we always used to get a local charity to come. And it's interesting what you say there, Campbell, about 
you know, just hitting it off with people. Because very often I would call a charity and say, look, you know, we'd like to support you this year. And some charities, all they said is, well, yeah, just send us the money. Yeah, whatever it or send us whatever it is you're going to send us. And we said, no, we, we want to promote you. We want people to be more aware of you. you know, so please come, please, you know, you can have a stand. You can take over the whole garden centre for the day. Mm-hmm. We've got local radio coming. They want, they'll want to interview you. And I was always gutted when some of them didn't see that opportunity. Just said, I'll oh, just, yeah, just send us the money. Yeah. Well, we didn't because they weren't our chosen charity that year for that reason, because, you know, it's, it's not just about the giving. It is about the awareness, because if you raise awareness, as you guys even have done on this podcast by mentioning them, if you've got a child with cancer and you're in that Ayrshire area now, you know where to go. Yeah, you know where you can get that respite. So it's not just about the money. It's about the people that know where to go for the charity as well. Yeah, sure. And on Saturday, I went to a local dog sanctuary. And it's not very often I go back to where this garden center used to be. And we went to the local dog sanctuary. And they've got this massive building now. I mean, when I first knew them 20 years ago, they were in a porter cabin, you know, with a few scraggy kennels. Now, I don't mind me saying that. And, you know, I was telling, we got talking about it. And they said, oh, you're the guy from the garden centre. Well, we can tell you that the proceeds from the three, three or four events that we had are still recorded that they came from about those three or four events, raised nearly £100,000 towards this building. And I'd never knew that. I'd never been told that. You know, you never get that feedback from that. And I think if you give that unconditionally, um, sometimes you, know, you guys will find out, and I'm sure you know, you're both very young listeners. They are, trust me, they're both very young. What you'll find is that you'll it, it, it could be 10, 15 years before you really get to see and understand if at all what the impact is that you've had and it'd be much greater than you think much much greater yeah i think the hope is that the business continues to expand um as it has the potential to do and like you say in the end it will be quite a, a kind of staggering amount that that we've donated if it if it keeps going the way it is yeah and, and people's lives will be changed and they're the stories that you'll find out about you know perhaps in your Mid years, older years, yeah, you'll you'll get somebody who says, "Oh yeah, yeah, I did this and that, and it happened because of this." So, if you could share with the listeners any tips, anything, perhaps for people listening to this who that they might be young, they might be old, but they perhaps always think about starting their own business or just have started their own business. What kind of lessons? And what kind of advice would you would you give them between the two of you? Go for it. No, I think. I mean, with anything and with business, I think it's the kind of people you you do it with or, or go in with uh, who, who yeah. kind of make a real difference. That you can't really do anything um, like optimizing, like just do it, doing it by yourself. But I think finding like the kind of right partner or like even like the like a, a supportive network around you, um, yeah, whether yeah. it's a chamber of commerce or like a, a business accelerator um, group, yeah, um, who who can like help you and support you uh, with that business. I think that is that's crucial. It's key. I don't think like if Campbell and I did this business like individually, it wouldn't be years for distant golf balls. It would have 
scrapped it and like after like three months into it. So yeah, I think definitely like finding a a kind of like core network or a business partner who's like aligned with you is, is yeah. key. I would I would definitely second that. It's been a an unbelievable um slice of luck the way that me and Andy have just without um work, having to work on it too hard, our relationship in business, not just as pals, has has really just clicked. Um Andy brings to the table things that I don't and vice versa. Um I'm a wee bit more uh, caught up in the details and Andy gets me to relax and see the the kind of funny side when things aren't going so well yeah um but if it wasn't for my sort of uh, uh attention to detail and other things would probably fall by the wayside um so we've really balanced each other out well and like Andy said if if you're young and you've got a passion for something um there's probably someone else or some other people that could just provide some some uh, personality traits and attributes and skills and experience you probably don't have. Yeah. Uh, and as a res- result of working together synergistically, you can probably go a lot further than you could on your own. Uh, I'm, I'm going to interrupt you there, Campbell, because I think you've said something there that is actually quite wrong. Go for it. I don't think it's luck. Okay. Yeah, I think the two of you guys... Yeah, and listeners, I'm sure you, you'll say the same and hear the same, that you know, you've actually made the opportunity, you've seized the opportunity, you've taken the opportunity, and you've used the word passion. And you know, I'm sure you know, we sense the passion for the coffee that you're drinking, you know, the passion of the story behind I've got to be careful how I say this because of the rating I said, but you know, your granddad's golf balls. I was gonna say something else then, but I'll put the word golf in there. So your granddad's golf balls. You know, all of that has come from, not from luck. It's about recognising the opportunity, creating that opportunity, embracing it and being passionate about it. And whether it's the coffee that you drink, the business that you've created, the story behind it, but also that connection with the charity as well as a connection connection with each other as well. That's commendable and that's good, good, solid entrepreneurship right there, You know, if ever I've heard it. So well done. Yeah, it's not luck. Never say it's luck. <laughs> I wanted to add in as well, uh, certainly the working with someone else or some people is helpful. What I would also say as a tip is I always thought uh, if you wanted to start a business, you had to have a kind of structure, plan, idea, business model, whatever you want to call it, that you then execute. Um, I think if, if you're reading the right stuff, surrounding yourself with the right people, keeping healthy, yeah. all those kind of positive habits and you create a lifestyle whereby if an idea comes up you you easily just kind of integrate yourself into it. it's not some massive uh, thing I think that that fundamental uh, lifestyle of creating the right habits reading the right stuff etc going to the gym uh, eating healthy sleeping well having positive friends and family the right environment if you trust in yourself and have the patience, something will come up whereby you'll find it really easy just to get started. Um, and that's what happened with me and Andy. And, and that is probably one of the best things that anybody's said in a podcast so far, because I so, so much believe that. And I was just reading a, a book uh, last week or listening to a book. And in the book, they talked about the difference between 
getting ready and being ready. So everything you've just said there, Campbell, is about being ready, isn't it? And when you are ready, that's when you can just take the opportunity, you can seize the, the moment uh, because you're in the right place in every aspect, aren't you? If you're still fumbling around getting ready, you'll always be, do you know what? I'll do it later or I'll do it next week. Or, you know, I remember Richard Branson once saying, I think it's in one of his books, you know, make something the most urgent thing. When you get a great idea, make it the most urgent thing you need to do. Because if you're ready, you can do that. If you're not ready, if you're not quite at all the aspects of life that you've just mentioned there, then you're going to miss the opportunity, aren't you? And yeah, people then will say, that's bad luck. Well, again, it's not got nothing to do with luck. You just weren't ready. Yep. And you guys obviously were ready. Definitely. So, so a couple of great, great tips there. Um, is there anything you, you mentioned a few things there about chamber and network? Uh, and I'm a big fan because I think when, when people first go into business and they hear the word network or networking, they think, oh, I've got to go out, I've got to eat breakfast, I've got to hold a cup of coffee and a soggy biscuit and talk to strangers that I don't really know and I don't really want to talk to that much. And yes, for many people, networking is great. But when you go networking and when you try and find that network, it's so much more about finding the people that can support you and help you. Are, are there any people that you'd give a shout out to or any organisations and any examples of how they've stepped up and helped you? Yeah, well, um, we were fortunate enough. There's a kind of like business accelerator group, um, kind of like just five miles outside Trun, which was set up by Sir Tom Hunter. Um, he's got an organisation called like West Coast Accelerator, and because I was I was staying at home this year, I decided you know it's the perfect opportunity to um, join um, this kind of like organisation. Yeah. So, I think there's a group of about 60 odd like local business like entrepreneurs. Um and you know they hold like kind of like weekly events um on like different like aspects of the of the business. So for, for example, like two weeks ago, I attended like a kind of HR night okay. where they brought in like a local like HR expert. And within that as well, there was also like an extra chamber of commerce um women there. Yeah. Um and from that, just from that like one night, I was like inspired to like go and like kind of figure out how we're gonna like can I like structure the business in the next few months with like a manager like supervisors part-time staff yeah um, and obviously the commerce as well like she did a kind of an hour presentation I was like to Campbell now we need to join this it's going to be so beneficial yeah yeah um so yeah that, that was obviously really good but yeah apart from that like kind of support from the the parents yeah, yeah. <laughs> obviously like we and that's that, but that is important, isn't it? Yeah, and even yeah, we got introduced because of of Stuart, and you know, it is important to have your family on side. It is you know important because yeah, I always remember yeah my first two checks that I was so proud of in two businesses that I started up were from my mum. Yeah, and I set up quite a large business with a local college, and we it was a construction company using apprentices, and it was quite a large organisation starting from scratch. And the first check was still from my mum. She was our first customer. And, you know, that support is so, so important, isn't it? And, you know, it, it's got to be the right support because family, you know, aren't always supportive. In, in many of the listeners might say that, but when they are supportive, you've got to make the most of it. Yeah. And 
I love what you said about accelerators as well, because all around the UK, and I'm sure in other countries of the world as well, it's worth seeking out these hubs, these accelerators, because they are available. Yeah, yeah. But very often they're sort of people's best kept secrets. Yeah, 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 they we, are. We, we've got them down here in Lincolnshire, and like you talk it to most people, and they're like, "What? What do you mean, productivity hubs or accelerator hubs?" Uh-huh. So, how, how did you find yours then? Where did that come from? I, don't, I think somebody. I, I don't know. Maybe like through my mum, or maybe I, I Google. I, I can't quite remember, but um, yeah, I mean, you're right. Like they, they don't really like do much marketing. They kind of like, expect people to to go find them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't really. I, no, I think that was it. Like we were looking for like grants, um, right. like, to get for the, the business, and then as I was like kind of researching like different grants to get, um, they came up. Yeah. So I initially thought I was going in for sort of money grant, and then a <laughs> business accelerator. <laughs> and it, and it is a combination of both, isn't it? You need the money, but you need uh, that support. You need that knowledge as well. So I'm going to ask a question before you tell us a little bit more about how to reach out to you and how to find out about the uh, the golf balls and the business. Listeners, as I'm sat here looking at these pair on screen, um, there's an image on the wall behind them. And I can't quite work out what is in the tree. So it looks like a desert or a sand dune. You've got one guess. Go for it. What do you think that's a picture of? You see, looking at it from the distance, it just looks like a turkey sat in a tree from here. That's what it looks like. As I'm sat looking at it here, it looks like that, a turkey in a tree, which is that, why I've got to ask the question. That turkey is actually an ex-podcast guest of yours. That's my little <laughs> brother, Stuart. Is it? Sat, sat in a tree Sorry, Stu. in Death Valley, Arizona, and I took that photo and... Uh, it was such a classic. We got it put on a big canvas, uh, so it sits in the front room. Yeah. I'm sure it looks much more like him when you get up close and you're in the room. So. Still looks like a turkey. <laughs> Still looks like a turkey. <laughs> He's never going to forgive us now. I'm going to get one of the worst reviews on Apple now or Spotify. Aren't I? It's going to be on there. No, I hate this podcast. One star from Turkey. <laughs> That's right. That's right. But isn't it strange? You know, different people's perception and what we were talking about earlier on about luck and bad luck. You know, very often, yeah, it is perception, isn't it? And you know, again, you mentioned uh, Andy about you know not quite knowing how you found out about it, but actually, it didn't just land on your lap. It landed on your lap because you were actually doing something about it. You were asking about grants or you were talking to people about your business. You know, the more we can talk to people about what we do and why we do it, as you guys have done today, the more people are likely to say, oh, you need to be talking to these people. You need to be applying for this. So how people, how do people find out more about you? How do we watch this intro video? How do we connect with the business um, yeah, I, I know there's going to be people. I've got a couple of clients that aren't too far away from you that play golf. How, how do people find out more about you guys in the business? Yep. So we, we ship all across the UK. So anyone in the UK can can go on our site and right. our website is www.airshiregolfballs.com. A Y R S H I R E golfballs.com. Um, also on Facebook with the same name. Um, yep. And so they're probably the best two methods of, of reading about us and watching our half comedic videos. Yep. And when is it you're heading off to actually go down to be 
Doctor and I don't know what your role was, Andy, in um, Jaguar Land Rover. Yeah, it was a graduate like analyst. Um, so it's like a right. two-year like, graduate analyst scheme for Jaguar. Right. Yeah. We're both going down similar time. Uh, I'll be starting as a doctor start of August. I think Andy right. start of September. Yeah, September, early September. So yeah. So, so you've got a little while yet then too. Yeah. Our our big priority right now is is recruiting uh somebody to do what we do as two people. So it's it's pretty right. much a full-time job. Um so that's a new a new step up for us, something we haven't done before. So it's exciting and yeah. the pressure is on because we have to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I'm as well as finding the, the right guy as well now. So it's yeah, and I, and I think, you know, the, the best bit of advice I can give you, and I'm sure the listeners will say the same, you know, having heard you talk here, you know, you need to find people who have got the same passion, those same set of values that you guys have. And if you do that, I think, you you know, you won't go far wrong. Definitely not. It's always a bit of a roller coaster ride, recruiting yeah. and employing people. Uh, but, yeah, I'm sure, yeah. I, I always have a bit of a phrase, and the HR people listening to this are going to hate this. I always say, Hire slowly, fire quickly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> take your time, get the right person, and then you never have to actually fire anybody because you get the right people. So always take your time, hire slowly. Uh, but if somebody's not right, yeah, it's not right for them, it's not right for you, don't put up with the pain. Is it so I'm going to ask you the final question then. Um, if you were to have your next cup of coffee in a dream location, Okay, and this is a double-barreled question because we're changing this as COVID restrictions are changing around the world. First of all, where would that dream location be? And secondly, if you could have a dream person there having a chat with you, sipping that coffee, who would it be? You go first. Okay. I would be sat... uh... In the country of Malta, we have a, a timeshare, which we've been lucky to go to about nine times. Uh, yep. And we absolutely love it. And the, the restaurant is called Flavours, and you can get a buffet breakfast and dinner as well. And it, the food is just phenomenal. So I would be sat in the morning. I'd have probably had the discipline to get up early. I've maybe been to the gym already as well. And I'd be sat with a, an iced coffee. Um, okay across from Cristiano Ronaldo speaking football uh, entrepreneurship and and probably women as well right sounds good sounds good yeah yeah Andy yeah. for me the, the kind of ultimate setting is definitely on Brassy Beach and that's with a summer sunset calm day because yep. Brassy it looks over the Isle of Arran I don't know if you've ever, ever been up here the Isle of Arran over is the- that on the west side the yeah, West Coast, yeah yeah. yeah. yeah, no, I haven't, but I'm actually coming in August. Uh, I'm, I'm more of an East Coast of Scotland. I've always done East Coast and even up to Inverness and Dundee and all around there. Um, Banff, I told my wife I'd take her back to Banff for oh. a wedding anniversary because we always used to go oh, to Canada. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't, she didn't realise I was actually going to Banff in Scotland, which is not quite the same. <laughs> uh, although it has got award-winning toilets but yeah west west coast of scotland we're doing in august so yeah so carry on I, I, august time is the best time so you just get the kind of sunset and over and around about like half nine you'll get like pink orangey skies the furfur clouds on a really flat day it's just perfectly still paddleboard was going out um yeah. and, and it's a brilliant view brilliant view and i'm um, sitting next to me I don't know. I, I would like to have a, like a group of people sitting next to me, not just a one-on-one. Yeah, but, yeah. 
Give us a group. That's, that's fine. You can have more than one. <laughs> Our staff. Our staff. <laughs> <laughs> <Fun> really. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like, I, like, I would like to talk to like, kind of Sir Alex Ferguson. Um, you know, okay. a, a great like, kind of Scottish icon. Or somebody like yeah. Billy Donnelly as well. Just somebody who like really, I really like an interesting conversation who's, who's done a lot with his life and would be able to kind of offer a lot of, a lot of good advice. So yeah, I think Alex Ferguson and Billy Connolly. Yeah, and I, I, I can definitely, I'd go with both of those as well. Actually, I'd quite like to meet both of those. I think Billy Connolly for what he's gone through and how he's overcome his health issues, uh, et cetera, as well. Alex Ferguson, I think anybody who, and I'm not a football person either because I don't do any sports with balls. It's all down to that golf experience. But when you look at the leadership and when you look at the management, whether you agree with some of his tactics or not, I think most people thought football was about the players. And of course, the players are important and Ronaldo is important. But without a great manager and a great leader and a great coach, you don't get the great out of a team, do you? And I think it's the same in business. There's so many business lessons we could learn. And I know his autobiography is on my bookshelf behind me as well. It's a great autobiography for leadership and management. Is it called Leading? Is that one? It is, yeah. Yeah, I've read that on holiday in Medina last summer. What a book. Unbelievable value. Uh, Would thoroughly recommend anyone listening to read that book. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. So yeah, it's a great answer. Yeah. And now I'm even more looking forward. I'm going to, play this recording back to my wife because my wife's like why are we going because we we could have been going to italy i said don't want to go to italy we'll we'll go to uh scotland i don't 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 quite fancy italy yet we'll go up to scotland and uh yeah so that that's giving us a good picture and a good reason why that going. only happens maybe like five times throughout the summer it's usually just like rain pelting in sideways <laughs> don't say that no no i'm, I'm going to edit that out of the recording no, no. <laughs> although every time we used to go and watch motorbike racing on knock hill the rain all, was always like it was horizontal. Yeah, it didn't didn't just come down. It came horizontally across at you. It was uh, always wet. So thank you so much for being great guests and sharing insight and sharing your story. I think there's quite a few things we've listened here about starting off with that impact and that difference that you want to make at such an early stage in your business, as well as the opportunities that you've made for yourselves and that you've grabbed. And that quote. Uh, Campbell, you mentioned there and that, you know, commentary about being ready and looking at all different aspects of your life. So when the opportunities come, you can take them because if you're not ready, you're always going to say, do you know what? I'll just get this done first and then I'll do that. And then you miss it. Don't get it's gone. So uh, thanks very much for being such great guests and uh, giving Uh, up your time. Thank Thank you very much. much. Really appreciate it. And most importantly, I think listeners, we all, not only wish them well in their business, but also in the other ventures that they're going on. And I think anybody who goes into industry and into you know the medical profession uh, definitely deserves, you know, uh, a sort of a, a lift up and a bit of motivation and a thumbs up from us as well. So thank you very much for, for doing that. And I wish you all the best with that. Listeners, as you know, this is part of my mission to help you be better aware, better educated and held accountable. I think you've had lots of awareness, lots of education, lots of reasons why we need to be passionate about what we do. And the thing I would say, and I want to hold each of you that are listening to this accountable to do, probably three things. One, to be ready. I think that's such a great tip from today's podcast. Two, 
to find a cause, support it. You know, don't just do business for a win-win. Do it for a win-win-win. I think that's a great thing. And that's going to make me reflect this week on the charities that I support and can I do more? And the third thing is their passion and the enthusiasm and the story. You know, you heard these two, Campbell and Andrew, talk about why they do what they do by thinking about the golf balls, thinking about, I still think the first question would be, why have you got 5,000 golf balls in a garage? But, you know, think about that passion. So be accountable, go out and do something with those three things. Be ready, look for who you can support for a win-win-win and look at your passion and look at your story and make sure you can share it as these guys have done so clearly and so passionately for you, your business and everybody that's around you. And I look forward to having you on that podcast. Bye for now. Thank you for listening. Don't forget if you'd like any help and support with your business, do get in touch with Simon. And to discover what your business needs you to fix next, visit www.sterlingcoaching.fixthisnext.com. Please do subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. And Simon would love you to rate and review the show too. Thank you. Thank you.